Hey, Dan. Hey, George. What what a, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's going, going on, on today? today? <laughs> Today's kind of a big day. It's kind of a big deal. You're kind of a big deal. I like to think that you're kind of a big deal. Wow, this is getting too sappy. Well, we try to be humble and confident at the same time, <laughs> as we do here. Dude, it's episode 100. 100. One, that's three a digits. Century. digits. Not in time. More like things, moments in time. Yeah. A century of moments in time. What will, what will our ancestors look back at and say podcast what was that all about yeah you know? it's like why didn't you just figure out you know like holograms already yeah, and right <laughs> we're on mars and you're so look, you're look back at on you Earth. look at you you're was, so old yeah um yeah 100 episodes and technically speaking it's been 108 yeah so now why is that well because surely we're we not really good at count. counting <laughs> Um, well, maybe, maybe. The, the true reason is is because we had like an episode zero and then we had a um uh like in between episodes i think early on we weren't counting the interviews as episode numbers and did any of it have to happen with our rebrand maybe there was something in that kind of like adjusted yeah. the numbering so we we were over the hill at this point right but we thought we should stop it's better than saying we're on episode 100 and it's really only like 84. Right. Yeah, don't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Let's not misrepresent. Congratulations. Yes. To you as well. It, we've, we've done it. Yep. I'm being told that we're supposed to pause at this point. For like a breath? I don't know. They said, stop after the intro. We have a surprise for you. Oh, what, what, what are our producers? Oh, look, what do we got over What's here? What's happening? What's going on here? That has oh. my name on it. We've got <gasps> a... A black bag here. What in the world? Oh, it's heavy. That is not light. No. You got a bag and I got a bag. Should we open them at the same time? Same time. Okay. All right. Ooh. Should we do an ASMR of the crinkling of the... I'm pretty excited right now. I'm not going to lie. I see stuff. This is (gasps) a brown liquid. Ooh. Looky there. Ah, the old fashioned. If anyone is, for all of our listeners, you should look at this. Oh, wait, you can't, but this is amazing. Well, no, they can. This episode we're filming. We're filming Ah. live. If you're you're listening on our podcast, go check this out on YouTube. We got booze. If it wasn't 11 a.m., I would would suggest we crack it open, but. It is Friday. It is Friday. Thank you, guys. This This is is amazing. What else we got going on in here? I had no idea this was going to happen. Was that a kazoo? Oh, there's a kazoo. <laughs> oh, would you oh, look at that? that. A little tumbler with the, the people of product sticker. A little bobbleheads. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> oh, look at... Dude, people of product stationery. <gasps> this is like a real... We're real boys. <laughs> we really do exist. Like, this is a big thing. That's... So looks good. Aww. Y'all, I'm pumped. Ooh, Can we open car- the card? And a card. It's, Go ahead, okay, George. Okay, it says, George, congratulations on recording the 100th episode of People or Product. Thank you for your work. Thank you for the work. I'm not good at reading a lot. <laughs> Thank you for the work you've done to speed the ideas, to spread the ideas of Crema and other thought leaders far and wide to 100 episodes and beyond. That's awesome. I love that. Cheers. Cheers to uh, 
100 episodes. That's right. Yes. Bringing the bar to you. That will be opened this afternoon for sure. Well, thank Obviously. you. 100 episodes. Let's just celebrate 100 every time. That's right. <laughs> so what do we get for 101? 101. 101, uh, <laughs> guys, come on, up the game. That's so cool. Well, That's awesome. Dan, uh, 100 episodes. We, yep. I don't know what I was expecting when we started the podcast. Mm. I couldn't tell you. I, I, was, I was thinking about this as I was kind of preparing to, you know, looking back a little bit. We were in this same exact spot. So if you're mm-hmm. watching on YouTube, this spot used to have two couches. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole configuration of our office was different back then because it was pre-COVID. Uh, but yeah, right in front of the Cremo glass. Yep. It was cold. And it was so it was cold. Winter. Yeah, it was December of 2018. Yeah, somewhere when around When we recorded. Mm-hmm. Yep. It got published in March of 2019 because we kind of built a backlog. Yep. Which I think I want to I take this episode to maybe unpack a little bit of Obviously what's happened, we can kind of touch on that, mm. but also like, what's it, what does this take? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that are listening to a podcast might go, well, you know, that sounds cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. What does it take to actually do a podcast? Well, yeah. Well, then we'll have to listen to a different podcast. <laughs> there's ours. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there's ours. You'll have a good time. No, I, I think, yeah. I think it'd be really fun to tell, um, kind of some of the mindsets and some of the things that we've had to do to just bring this little creative idea to life. Why are we mm-hmm. doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, but first let's go through our kind of timeline. Let's do it. So first off, it used to be called something else. It did. Remember that option five. We had our option five moment where we decided to sit down and record a podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. Which if you don't remember, it's kind of meta. Oh yeah. I was totally. Meta. Uh, <laughs> Cause the podcast was really created out of, its own namesake, you know, option five was where we were in one of our conference rooms Oh yeah, and trying was to, was it even a conference room at that point? I, we had the walls. Didn't I we? think we had walls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did we have walls? There was what a time a, what when a, that conference room question. didn't have walls. Did we have walls yet? <laughs> but did we have chairs? Yeah, that's the question. That's true. No, but we were trying to figure out how to best approach a proposal for a larger project that yeah. larger than anything we've had. And we had a lot of options. I don't remember what the first four were. Nope, they, they were fairly well thought out. And then option five was just say yes and figure it out. I, I remember you walking up to the board. Man, this might be a fabricated memory, but I remember you walking. Filling up. in the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a human experience right there. Um, you walking up to the board because I think Michael Luchin, um, our now director of product management at the time was our only product manager. He, he had, he had, you know, all these things out and then you just walked up and you're like option five <laughs> and it was like, say yes. <laughs> it was just like, at that point it was a huge growth opportunity. Yeah. It was like, okay, this, this could be really big. We don't have all the answers. Right. Which, and I think that's okay. Yeah. 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 And I think and this so podcast was, was the exact same thing. Exactly. It's sort of, well, let's option five it. Yeah. And we'll call it that. And, and then I we'll think, start talking and just have conversations. And if we're really honest, it was, it was an excuse for me to buy some toys. That we, that's what we said on the first episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. Episode <laughs> like, zero was like, it's like, it's what, like Christmas. You we got some George? new toys. <laughs> God, well, I got some sure SMB, what are they? S- <laughs> SMB sevens or S or whatever. That were like everybody had them, and now right. I see them everywhere. Right. And I got the short, the Zoom, um, H6, and I was like, "Oh, this is like I saw this on another YouTube video." Yeah. And uh, and you were like, "Okay, 
So uh, what are we doing? Right. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> when a teenager gets a phone and they're just like, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Yeah. And they, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we got these. Modern oh, memory. we're going to be a podcaster. Yeah. It's funny because it comes, it's definitely come full circle that so many people, especially during COVID, start a podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, just to, just so it said, you know, a little brag, we did it before it was cool. Are, yeah, that's right. And actually after it was cool too, because there was a lot. Yeah, there's been a yeah, yeah, for a long time. A long. That's okay. So but at was, least we beat COVID. We beat COVID. Yeah, I mean, if we can say anything. We beat COVID. <laughs> uh, so March 2019 is when we first launched. We kind of did it in a season. We sat down and said, well, what, what are some yeah. things that we'd like to cover? We had some yeah. interviews planned and then we had some topics that you and I wanted to, to, to tackle. And so I think we did about 10 episodes-ish. Yeah, I think the season was our our option five moment and then wanting our listeners to kind of understand what's their option five yeah, moment. So we yeah. kind of did a, a little bit of a history on what who we are, what makes us tick, uh-huh. what's important to us, yep. how we work best. How and can that was you kind step of, out? And, yeah. yeah, and it was all around, which kind of led into the reason for the rebrand was yeah. product teams and so we unpacked those in those, those first episodes. Yeah, so we did two seasons, quote yeah. unquote, I'm co- air quoting here. Because yep. I mean, like they were just kind of like chunking some of it. And that's right. probably where we got the weird episodes in between. Yep. Can you hear the airplane? Yep. We're downtown. Downtown. Again, so it's a little bit no- noisier than, than our homes. Um, and then, like you said, we rebranded. Episode 60 was the last of option five. Ex- episode 61, I think is right, was... People product. I'm looking at Larissa. She kind of has a questioning look. I think so. I looked at it this morning, so I think that's right. Um, Go to Spotify and check. Yeah, like look at pull it. Pull it up on your. You tell us, listeners. (laughs) This is called engagement. That's right. You go Uh, to Spotify and tell us. (laughs) Um, And you know we've had a chance for you and I to talk through a bunch of things. We've talked to our team, Mm -hmm. um, uh, both talking to the. We wanted to talk to people that are actually in product. So we. At Crema, which is who makes this podcast, by the way, if you didn't know, it is made by two founders of a company called Crema. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Just check it out. Yeah. We and do cool things. <laughs> we make stuff. And we deploy product teams. That's right. And so that includes for us um, uh, what's now being referred to kind of as the trio, which includes design, development, and product management or product. Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of different roles. So there's um, design, development, product management, testing. Um, what I miss? And then we, then there's different specialties. So it might be front end development, back end development, data scientists, you know, et, et cetera, is all areas that we're exploring. And so we got a chance to talk to some of those practitioners here at mm-hmm. Crema. That was fun. Um, and then we interviewed thought leaders, um, yep. some practitioners in other companies, but I think the thought leaders were more our, our anchor episodes. Yeah, I think we started with wanting to really hone in on the practitioners. Yeah. I don't remember how many interviews, probably at least 10, yeah. maybe more. Yeah, more than that. On individuals who are at the forefront of making product. Mm-hmm. And then we shifted because uh, we wanted to then kind of go more of a bird's eye view yeah. of individuals in leadership yep. as far as product leadership. And so, well, yeah. and, you know, this episode is a little behind the scenes. Uh, let's be honest. Part of the reason of talking to those thought leaders, those authors is they have an audience. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to get those people on the podcast and say, Hey, you're talking to the same people we're talking to. Right. Um, and so we want to, we want more people to know about people, a product about kind of this message that we're trying to share mm-hmm. about cross collaboration and about teams. And a lot of these people spoke on it. So like Teresa Torres's new book. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she feels like that's on every desk shot that I see of a product manager now. And mm-hmm. same with Marty Kagan, Marty Kagan's for sure. Inspired, empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Banfield has been speaking about design for such a long time. And Todd, Todd Henry, 
um, his podcast, the Accidental Creative, which he doesn't make episodes anymore. I still think it's fascinating that he just let that podcast sit. And then like a year later, he came back and he was like, "Uh, I have a lot of listeners. (laughs) I was like, why hasn't that happened to us? Right. That's (laughs) right. Yeah. um, And then his book, Hurting Tigers, which is a really great, um, as we were thinking about leading creatives. Um, C. Todd Lombardo and um, um, Kai Haley and a few other people actually in companies like Google and Mm -hmm. H&R Block. Um, Diana Kander talking about curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, that was a great conversation. Cause I think it, I know her personally, but I'd never been able to talk to her in that way. Right. Um, and that was, that was a lot of fun. So we've had these incredible interviews, yep. um, incredible, conversa- incredible conversations. And then you and I made a framework. Well, actually a bunch of people were involved in it, but right. we talked about it. A model, a framework, a, a paradigm, paradigm, a, a system, a, a system of thought. If you will. Yeah. We're not really good at naming things as much as we are coming up with things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we, we, if you've been listening along for any period of time, you know that we've been talking about this crema framework for a long time now. Um, There's, you know, three pillars to it and each pillar has four topics and we really made an episode out of each topic. Mm -hmm. And I think that this will, this will go publish with still two episodes left. Right. So, um, we won't spoil no spoilers for what mm. those two episodes are. I don't know what you're talking about. We just have to wait, wait okay. and see, keep listening, subscribe. All right. Comment, like, share. Um, tell all your people, I'll tell all your people. But Dan, I wanted to chat with you today about something that I was very surprised to go back into our archives and go, there's no episode that I'm aware of fact check this that has the word collaboration in the title. Is that true? I think that's true. I just, uh, I'm super I'm, surprised. Surely it's in there somewhere. Maybe not in the title. Well, for sure we've used the word and talked about it a lot. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I thought we would actually, I, I think the reason that this podcast exists as well as it does. And is in the fact that we've gotten to a hundred episodes mm-hmm. is because we have an incredible team collaborating on it. Oh yeah. If it was just you and I, yeah, we would be at episode four. four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we agreed on that. We both went straight to four. Any more than four, it wouldn't have happened. It's just like, oh, oh, you mean we're in charge of scheduling? Oh, okay. Yeah. Episode four. You mean I'm going to go edit that? <laughs> um, episode two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So first off, what does the word collaboration even mean? That can get deep. What do you, how deep do you co collab or Asian? I think, Oh, is there one? What is it? Collaborative team. Well, that's pretty close, but this, that was a, that was an interview. You know what? We're going to go deeper. Yeah. We're going to take it. We're going to go where we want to go with it. It was on purpose. We saw 56 and we were like, we're going to give, we're going to up you 56 and go to 100. Yeah. That was collaboration. Yeah. That's, 44. Yeah, thank you. We're going to up at 44. <laughs> Did you see me like going, crap, what's 100? Eyes, eyes raise. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, well, what I is th- collaboration? Yeah. So as far, if you look at the word co-labor, mm. so you're co-laboring with someone else. Um, I, I once heard the use of that term three or four years ago. Maybe, gosh, maybe long longer than that of just someone that I really appreciate speaking about the person they work closely and just my co-laborer and that always just stuck with mm, me mm-hmm. you know because there's when I think about 
laboring, you know, you're working hard. There's, it's not easy. It's challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really good. Yeah. And the ability of like, you're doing that with someone else yep. or two people or three yep. people, whatever that looks like, but you're co-laboring, meaning you're in it together. Yep. Um, so you're in this complex thing that doesn't have to be hard, um, or bad. It can be really good and complex, but you're looking at it with different people. I really like that. Um, and I think that that probably, if you get to the root of it, that is what it is. I mean, like the definition itself is the action of working with someone to produce or create something, mm -hmm. um, which when we go back to the episode on contribution, and I think we talked a lot about like stepping up to do what you need to do, mm -hmm. but that, that can only take you so far by yourself. Yeah. And that comes back to maybe, you know, even I can't imagine doing this episode first off by myself. Mm -hmm. One, I just don't, I mean, I have a lot of things to say. I process out loud, but I don't know that it would, it just wouldn't be fun. It would be kind of a lonely endeavor. And it would just be really weird. Just like just processing. Myself, yeah. No, I just think about myself. Like I'll be driving down the road uh -huh. and I'll just start to say now, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now, Daniel, what? And it's just, I'm like, if I recorded those, People will be like, that guy's crazy. I have, I've done that. I've recorded those. I think I've shared those recordings with you before. Um, but yeah, so yeah. not only is it the fact that you and I have got to come together and collaborate on this from a, a kind of a, as a tool to process, mm -hmm. like we're pretty, if you're wondering how like raw this is, we will a little behind the scenes, we'll usually kind of like pick a topic we might have a few topics kind of laid out in front of us, like the framework, obviously we have something to kind of work through, or maybe when we had our series, we had some topics we wanted to hit, but we'll, we'll say this is a topic. One or one of us will throw some ideas into a, a shared doc. You will. Mostly me. Yep. And then, then I, I realize, oh, that's right. We're recording in 15 minutes <laughs> and um, I should probably review that with Dan because Dan processes, mm -hmm. but then we get to process live basically is, and it's great. This is how it goes. Um, and, and that really is what this podcast has been for us was a, is an opportunity to, to kind of process live. Right. Um, and then it gave us an excuse to actually find time to sit down and talk through some of these things mm -hmm. without it feeling like it had to be a brainstorming session. Mm -hmm. It could be just a conversation mm -hmm. and that people just get to listen into. Right. Um, and then as we're picking the brains of other people in those interviews, again, people are just listening into us learning. Right. Um, so that's you and I, right. And then there's a whole team, um, right. that make this a reality. So kind of the, the first point of contact after this, we have a, we have, we use a sauna. So we have a tool where we have it all in a sauna and, um, the episodes kind of have a, a checklist of things that we know we need to do that it's coming up. It's going to record. Um, and then when we forget to record, then we have to change that due date and, um, and then et cetera, et cetera. But then, right. then I provide, um, usually the file that we record most of the time we're on zoom mm -hmm. today. We're live, mm -hmm. not live. We're recording it in person for video yep. sake. Yep. Um, and I ship it over to Larissa and she does her magic with That's editing. What I was going to say. Oh, magic. Magic. It yeah. is magic. It's, it goes in raw. Right. Terrible. Right. Comes out sounding like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's beautiful. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then there is a, our growth team at Crema, which is our kind of marketing and sales team. They take it and they, they share it with the world. So mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Julie um, and Steph putting together the assets to put it out onto um, uh, the internet or uh, Larissa making sure that it's up on our hosting platform, the mm-hmm. team works together to say like, okay, how do we get this out? And then you, if you follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn or other places, they'll splice that into like a little, uh, what's it called? Audiogram? video social clips well there you are and it has little clips of us either the interviews or maybe an audio file of something we said that made us sound smart yep at that that particular point in time sound bites yeah put things together but what's cool about it is that not everybody is an editor or an engineer Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. everybody's a designer to put together the 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 art not everybody's a writer to make sure that we're positioning it the right way. Mm-hmm. And for sure, you and I don't really know what's going on. Nope. So um, it's amazing to see a team come together to actually co-labor right. on this kind of creative endeavor we call yeah. people product. Yeah. I was going to ask a question like what makes that collaboration mm. go so well? How does that collaboration, how does that team collaborate so well? And I think you answered it. Um, actually you did answer it of like, not everyone can do such and such skill. Yeah. Um, I we think all bring our pieces yeah, to the table. There's an awareness of skill and, um, an, uh, an awareness of where I can have the most impact. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not necessarily that you can't do the skill, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that there are individuals on this team that could do maybe someone else's yeah, skill. Of course. Um, but the question is, should I'd be doing that skill. You know, what's, what am I truly gifted at? What am I truly, where's my energy and what Mm -hmm. do I gravitate towards? Yeah. And typically when you start to combine those two things, like what do I gravitate towards and also what am I good at? Mm -hmm. That's where you find where I can truly leverage what I can bring to the table, what I can contribute. Exactly. Um, And that becomes kind of a T-shaped thing too. If you Mm -hmm. look at the T-shaped profile, there's that, I'm going to specialize yep. on this skill, this contribution, this thing that I do well. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of, I, I have to be aware of at some level of what it takes for you, the person next to me to be doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that as I, we're sharing that load, it it is truly co-laboring, not just like passing the buck. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that's your deal. You need to go do that. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're done. Right. But actually re- respecting and understanding the level of effort that everybody has to bring to them that to yep. that collaboration. Yep. Yep. I, as we were talking about this, it made me think about you and I. Hmm. Oh, that's sweet. And reminisce. <laughs> so I, I, I think that at some point you and I have joked about the fact that I think we should write a book about like our partnership because it's a really great example of where collaboration works really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I think partly it's because you and I were friends before starting Crema, but we, we both are very different mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. a lot of ways, and in same in some ways. Mm-hmm. So that is that T-shape is very true for, for the two of us. We, we, we both um, highly value trust and high, highly value perspective and highly value generosity and mm-hmm. really our values. Yep. I wanted to list all that. We, we go through our values and there's a reason that we share those. Right. Even though you understand math. <laughs> <laughs> And I can move pixels or I can, you know, whatever, or right, like right, I can right. connect yeah. dots. Right. Yeah. 
and I'm oversimplifying, but like we, we bring our, we had our strengths, especially early on where it was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do like a strategic design of this product for our client. And you're going to really make sure that the, the operation of that all getting done happens well mm-hmm. and at a, at a mm-hmm. really great quality. And of course that amplifies out to what we, our roles are now as kind of COO and CEO of the right. organization, but we still get to collaborate. Mm-hmm. We're co-laboring in this venture we call Crema. Right. Um, I'm curious, what is that from your perspective? What is that collaboration or how, as you think about our, uh, like a partnership, mm-hmm. business partnership, how do you mm-hmm. think of that collaboration taking place? Mm. Um, that's a really good question. And I'm trying to put it in perspective of like what what did we learn over 12 years that we would want to like time warp into package into like 60 to 90 days for yeah anyone that yeah, 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 works good better you know like what does good collaboration work uh-huh. with so we can yeah you know be accelerate good, accelerate we yeah don't how want do we it to take you 13 years right we don't want <laughs> you to have to be here 13 years to figure out what collaboration uh-huh. is like right yeah and so um, maybe if I were to take away some key themes. Um, what did we learn along the way? It's, you know, it's that age old question of like, you know, what did you learn along the way that you wish you would have known? Yeah. What can you, know? you tell your right. 15 year old self or it, whatever? Exactly. Um, I think a really deep understanding and there's so many ways you can go about this, but like of, of who you are, how you're wired and where you can truly make your biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, um, there's so many assessments that measure skill experience, you know, companies measure this all the time, Yep. experience, skill, um, knowledge, pedigree. Yeah. yeah. But truly understand where you're set up to make a really good impact. Mm-hmm. It can be hard to measure. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes a lot of truly understanding again, where you, what's your tendency when it comes to how you see how you see the world, but also how you see any given problem or challenge you're working on at work yeah. in a team. Yeah. Uh, some people gravitate more towards fresh ideas. Other people gravitate more towards, oh, I see those ideas and I can help map them out uh-huh. and structure them. Uh-huh. Others are just like, let's just get it done. And then <laughs> others are like, let's put something out in the world that we're really proud of. And you're describing the differences between amazing. you and I. I mean, and like, yeah. I, what I wish I would have known is like some level of a framework or yeah. Yeah. that could help like, oh, okay, this is what I'm good at, not what I want to be good at. Mm-hmm. And I think early mm-hmm. on, it's like, for me, it was like, oh, George sees that differently. I wish I did. I'm going to try to do that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Rather than just be like, well, who am I? You know? Right. It's easy to be What's, like, oh, that's a cool skill set. Yeah. I'm going to do that too. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to work real hard. And I'm just going to do, do that. Remember when I tried to manage some things? <laughs> How well did um, that go? Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with trying to enhance one's skill set in areas they're weak at. Right. But I think if you go down that road too far, and I've caught myself, it's like you start to lose sight of like well, what I'm. What am I naturally good at? Uh-huh. Because contributing anywhere in a collaborative environment, co-laboring with someone, I think you have to be honest of. This is what I bring to the table. Yep. It has immense value and you have to be comfortable in your own skin yep. around that. Yep. Cause even in our industry, maybe even specifically tech and design and innovation, it's there's sexy words. Mm-hmm. I'm creative. Mm-hmm. I'm innovative. Mm. You know, there's, there's words that are like, Oh, that's the, I want to be in the room. I want to be known I as that be person. In the innovative room, I want to yeah. be the strategist mm-hmm. or I want to be the, yeah. the, 
the chief innovation person. Yeah. And again, Nothing that's a that. rich skill set and you can develop it, but I would um, encourage anyone on our team or any other team to say, grow in that skill set, but what can you uniquely contribute now that if we don't have, we won't be the best version of ourselves? I think that's a really good word. And, and, the, and it has to be balanced as well with the, there are times when you just have to do what needs to get done. Totally. And be the thing that you're great at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's sometimes it's like, okay, do what needs to be done in some ways so you can empathize when, when you don't have to do that anymore, you respect right. what it takes to do that. Exactly. Um, so there's times when you and I, our Venn diagram overlapped way more. Mm. And I think now it's not, I mean, it overlaps a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. And, but I respect so much more of what you do. And I think vice versa. Likewise. Yeah. Um, I hope so. You're going to say 100%. that you don't. Okay. 100% uh. to everyone out there. 100%. <laughs> um, and, and, and to take that a step further, when we put in, in, in place, our leadership team, both our directors and our VPs, we kind of wanted to model that exact same thing for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how can you view each other? So our VPs have a really tight knit collaborative team, mm-hmm. each bringing something different, whether it's obviously their roles, sales, operations, product strategy, et cetera, but also kind of their their way, yeah. right? Um, and each of them bringing that to the table, but respecting the other person because it could feel like, man, why doesn't everybody just manage the same way that I manage? Right. Why doesn't everybody make to-do lists the same way that I make to-do lists? Right. Or why doesn't everybody um, want to go explore this idea for the next three hours? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's, yeah, I'm fine to do that for, for three right. hours, but there, there are other people like, well, why am I in this room and why am, are we not getting things done? Right. You know what I mean? We are wasting time. <laughs> right. But when you recognize there's a differences between people, you actually can start to respect those differences and, and yeah. not everybody has to look the same. Yeah. So I, th- I think I want to be careful where we're using the word diversity because I think it can make, mean a lot of different things in our world right now. Yep. But I think what we're, when we say diversity are diverse perspectives, diverse skills, diverse contributions, we're t- that's truly collaboration. Yeah. Cause think of how many different topics or categories that, you know, you could be, have diverse viewpoints in, uh-huh. it's not just one thing or another. Yeah. Like, even Religion, within you, politics. you and I, no. yeah, it's like, well, I, okay. I <laughs> mean, you, you could, I don't know if they want to go there. Um, but even you mentioned like someone could be, two people could be very good at, you know, you know, getting things done. Yeah. That's like their bent, but they keep, like you said, they manage differently or yeah. they keep, you know, their task lists separately. Uh-huh. They use a different type of language or style when communicating results right. or the results we need to hit. Yeah. And so, um, I've learned also from a collaboration standpoint, and it took me a long time to be as transparent as you can be, um, that actually provides a lot of goodness to the team. I will say that, that sometimes it's just like, oh, you probably shouldn't have said that in front of everybody. <laughs> and to anyone, it's just like, huh, that probably could have been a one-on-one thing. I've got some names <laughs> that popped into my head there too. It's okay. um, yeah. But to name things like, because how affirming is this? If you say to someone like, I don't see the world the, the same way you do. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not seeing this problem the same way you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even understand it, but I'm thankful you're here because this is a good perspective. Yeah. Just to say that yep. will just relieve everyone else around yeah. there. Cause yeah. everyone else is most likely sit, thinking the same thing. I, I don't get, don't get you yeah. or I don't understand how you see things this way. Yeah. So for someone to take that, which can be a, a well, step you, of courage is yeah. to say, I, I don't get it. 
but I'm thankful that you're here because you're providing another perspective that I didn't, I didn't have. You and I had to work through a lot of that, um, yeah. especially early on. Totally. Um, which I think when you got two 29 year olds who are wanting to make their stake in the world, there's going to, there's yeah, going to be no like, idea. Hey, you're stepping on my toes. Yeah. I don't like it. Get off. Which I think, <laughs> you know? so, so some tips to think when you start thinking about collaboration is there is a lot of value and I would, I, I put down here, what is collaboration not? Mm-hmm. I want to make it clear. Collaboration is not, does not equal meetings by, by definition. Right. Though they're necessary. Right. Just and, because you're having a meeting doesn't mean you're collaborating. Yeah. Or that collaboration is, does not equal brainstorming. Correct. Because you know? I think a lot of people go to it. We need to collaborate, which means we need to come up with more ideas. Right. But if you say brainstorming to someone who has a very hard time generating ideas, yeah. they'll it's shut the down. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's not their, that's not how they provide contribution in that scenario. Correct. And not everybody needs to provide contribution in that same way. Right. Um, but I think that, but it is important that I want to be careful because I don't want, again, this kind of comes back to me saying like, well, meetings are necessary. And they are, especially when you're, a team is coming together to figure out how to collaborate well together. Mm-hmm. So I think that frequency, you and I used to have our Friday meetings um, over at Mildred's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we would sit down and I mean, we jokingly, I, this is an oversimplification, but we jokingly would talk about like, how did I piss you off this week? And how did you piss me off this week? And mm-hmm. like, how do we not do that as much mm-hmm. next week? You know, mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of a joke, but it was more just to say like, how do we be really candid with each other right. so that you address those things quickly and they don't bottle up and become something where you're just overly frustrated with the situation. And I think that's where great collaboration happens, either, either in a leadership team, a partnership, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, or even on our product teams. Right. So um, you get down to a, a cross-collaborative team of people, usually with different skills, which I don't want to stereotype here, but oftentimes the skills come with a certain set of personality types. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, not always like it's not a one for one, right. but you do tend to be, how okay, come well, these people are processors and, and they're maybe a little bit more reserved. These people are, want to explore ideas and get things out as quickly as possible. These people are kind of wondering why anyone's, talking at all you know like yeah. it's like you know right. why can't i be in a dark room right now right and um and and then but how do you bring together a frequency of going how can we do this really well together yep um and i think that's yep that's something that's helped this podcast work so we we check in on it pretty well although the seasons and i'm looking over at larissa the seasons when we don't check in as often you can tell we're kind of like this doesn't feel like this is working <laughs> like we're not getting our episodes recorded on time. <laughs> right. Our backlog isn't where we want it to be. Um, maybe our processes for, for delivering on it aren't, aren't going so well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's because we'd, we're we not building in a discipline to, to gather and give and receive feedback re- regularly to make sure this is going well. Yeah. Exploring new ideas. Yeah. You know? When you mentioned uh, your collaboration amongst our team, you know, different roles can come, you know, different personalities, again, not all the time. It just made me think of, if I had to think of one more from a collaboration standpoint that to accelerate into our teams that maybe we've learned is invitation. Oh, that's such Um, a good word. I love invitation. Or permission. Invitation, welcoming, uh, permission, because because I know my proclivity, um, you know, in a certain assessment, I'm very high um, uh, on, on strategist. And the, not a negative, but a caution on strategists is because they care so deeply about the why and making sure that things make sense. Mm-hmm. When something does make sense to them, it's like, this is it. 
I have a it's, conviction. It's, uh, it's obvious this is the way to go. <laughs> and so I think earlier on, um, I would get that way and I would have an inkling like, I should get George's feedback on this, but I know he's going to see things differently. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, it's going to cause, it's going to cause more work or whatever. And so it took time to be like, I'm glad that the invitation was there because gosh, that's a really good perspective. I didn't think of that. Um, I'm still right, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, but I think inviting people in. So when you think of a product team in our context, a designer inviting in a test engineer yeah. to that or a group director or, um, or even a product manager that's really involved uh, kind of on the business side of the mm-hmm, product, mm-hmm. inviting in the perspectives of everyone on the team, yeah. even though they may not be as close to the business side with the client yep. at all times, yep. like uh, a group director or product manager, um, their perspective can help inform business decisions yeah. that you would have not had. And yeah. so, but you won't get that. Um, sometimes you will, depending on if someone's like ready, like, hey, I want to give you my feedback. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people aren't. And so if you can invite them in, it's good, but that's a discipline and that, and that that's builds a trust. routine. Absolutely. And I think that the, the, the reality is, is that you, it's so hard to know. It's one thing to say, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And that might mean from the perspective of like, I don't really trust your opinion mm. or it may be, I don't trust you that you won't react when I, I want to bring an opinion into this. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of times it's like, I'm just not going to say anything because like, I don't, they don't know me or Mm -hmm. we had this one hard conversation that one time and then collaboration falls apart. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that exactly what you're saying, like, how do you invite that person in to go, I'm going to, I'm going to take that first step to say, I want you here. Mm -hmm. It it means something for you to be here. And Mm -hmm. I want to hear your opinion. I want to, I want that to be a part of the mix at a certain point. It's not a democratic decision per se, Mm -hmm. but it need we need to have those flavorings into the seasoning yeah. of this to and be I, able to do it well. And I think people really respect that and actually <clears> want <throat> that to know like, oh, this isn't my decision, but they but this person wants my feedback. Yeah. Because the other person, what they're saying is, yes, I need to make this decision, but I don't think I can make a good one unless I have your influence. Yeah. 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 Okay, so bring it full circle. Why did we go off on the rabbit trail of collaboration and how to do this good work? Hundred episodes. Mm-hmm that something like this, or if you're on a product team, if you're on any creative endeavor, um, or any just big, hard initiative, Mm -hmm. it is very rare that you will find there's the, the one or even, I mean like the one person that can like do it all. Um, good luck. And what we find is that most of those people get burnt out or they, they, they shut down or their creative ideas run out or whatever that is. But when you have a team to work with, so like when we go back after this episode and we start talking about the future of the podcast and the team's like, oh, you know, I actually think that we could, what if we took it in this direction? What if we, what if people, a product was more than a podcast? What if it was mm-hmm. uh, a publication? Mm-hmm. What if we took a lot of the stories that we had and, and designed a printed piece for people, a product? What if we made a community around it? Mm-hmm. What if we figured out how to spin up a Facebook group? Oh, Facebook too soon. Um, sorry. Anybody who's listening, uh, the last week wasn't real great for Facebook. Um, uh, or, or, you know, what, what if you spit up a community where we could bring people in and have conversations? We could learn from people that are doing this on a day-to-day pa- um, basis. How can we learn from other communities like product collective or, yep. um, yep. the product school? Yeah. They're doing incredible work. Absolutely. Um, and, and we, we just want to be 
participants in, yeah. in that, that story. Yeah, which is one of the benefits of why we did all those interviews. Right. That in and of itself was a, cl- was a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think truly when it takes to do something creative is for diverse, unique perspectives, unique skills, unique, unique contribution to be invited in. Mm-hmm. S- keep the team small. Yep. You got a small team producing this podcast, uh, but then you get to 100 episodes and then maybe 200. Yeah. Or we're gonna, oh, we're, 1,000. I'm sure we've got more thoughts. 2,000. I always used to think, yeah, I've got enough thoughts for three episodes, but here we're at a 100. <laughs> oh, you and I can talk. And once we open up this old fashioned, we can talk a lot. That's more. right. <laughs> Shoot, that'll get us 300 right there. <laughs> well, thank you, team, for yeah, the this gifts. Is great. Thank you for the work that you do. Um, yeah. I think they don't get enough credit behind the scenes, but there's an incredible team making this possible mm. here at Crema. Thank you for Crema to support us, to be able to have stories to tell. Yep. Um, and for our clients that we get to do work with because um, they support the fact that we get to hire all these people and do this amazing work. So, mm-hmm. And thank you, George. Thank you, Dan. You put together our outlines every week. Well, some, some they're really good. Sometimes <laughs> they're just a title and then like a couple <laughs> of empty bullet points and like... And we run with it. Yeah. Yeah. To another hundred. To another hundred. <laughs> it's such an annoying... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This episode of People of Product was produced by Larissa McCarty with the support of Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alexa Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of Product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.us.